Welcome to Dad Up, a podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. My guest today on Dad Up is Jared Ward. Jared is a professional elite marathon runner and Olympian. He qualified and participated in the 2016 Rio Olympics, which he placed sixth. Most recently, the U.S. Track and Field News named Jared as the number one top-ranked U.S. marathon runner for 2019. He is currently competing for the 2020 Olympic trials. However, aside from all the running, his kids keep him on his feet. He and his wife have four young children. I appreciate Jared talking with me on Dad Up. In our conversation, he shares that as a runner, he requires a lot of sleep and rest. And as a parent of young children, he doesn't always get the rest that he needs. And that ultimately impacts his performance. However, he and his wife balance their time with their kids, and one can take over for the other if needed. Please welcome Jared Ward to Dad Up. Jared, thank you very much for joining me on Dad Up today. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I'm uh, glad we could finally make it work. You're busy traveling and doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> uh, it has been a busy minute, but never too busy, right? Right. Well, Jared, why don't, you know, I don't want to take a whole lot of your time. Just tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, kind of what you do, and also uh, about your family and your kids. Yeah, sure. So I, uh, my name is Jared Ward, and I run marathons professionally. And it seems like I've been a runner for a long time uh, now. I started in high school, and it was on the high school track team that I met my future wife. Um, after serving a two-year mission for my church, I uh, came home to uh, Brigham Young University and started school there studying statistics and running. Continued to date my wife, Erica, and we were married in 2010 when I was a sophomore in college. And I continued to run for BYU and things continued to get better for me. We had two kids while I was still in college. And then I started on a master's degree in statistics my last year of college eligibility. So uh, then I finished up my college eligibility and ran one year sort of semi-professionally while I was finishing up my master's degree. Finished up my master's degree and my wife and I with our two kids decided that uh, we were going to take the next eight months and prepare for the 2016 Olympic trials without me going out and getting another job. So I was going to continue to run semi-professionally and the 2016 trials went well, and I made the Rio Olympic team, and I've been running professionally since. We've had two more kids since then. So we have Paul and Ellie are my oldest two, and they're in second grade and in kindergarten. And then my youngest kids are Julia and Magnolia. They're ages three, and Maggie just turned one a couple days ago. And I'm living the dream. I have a fantastic wife who cares for me and our family and supports me in this running dream that I've been able to continue to live. I have a fantastic agent who works with me and my family schedule to find races that are good fit for for both me and my family and good financial opportunities with these races and with sponsors. And so I've um, been very blessed, Brian. Cool. You've always been... Uh... A runner, I mean, just ever since you were a little kid or? You know, I've always liked it. I, you know, I remember even in elementary school being most excited for the day in PE. So it's always been a little bit in my blood, I think, though I didn't begin running, you know, racing on a team of any sort until I was 
freshman in high school run up to the cross country team and then I started running track in addition to that and and continued that way I, I really was a soccer player I would say up until that point yeah. and loved running enough to get up early in the morning and and go for a run because I thought it was good for my soccer conditioning mm-hmm. but so I would say I've always been a runner but but really a freshman in high school is when it started for me Oh, cool. Now, you competed in the last Olympics, and if I'm understanding correctly, you are currently um, getting ready for the next Olympics, correct? That's right. Yeah, the the Olympic trial race is February 29th, and so just a few weeks to go. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm, uh, I am ready. You know, the interesting, I don't know, reality of the Olympic trial is that it's just one race, and so you right. have to have a good race on the right day. And in 2016, there there probably weren't a lot of people who would have picked me to finish in the top three, but I had a good race on the right day. And this round, uh, I'm, I'm better positioned to make the team. I was ranked the top marathoner in the U.S. in 2019. And there were other, there were certainly other good, good U.S. marathon runners through the year. And and it's a bit of a subjective ranking, and and I ended up getting the number one ranking. But but it doesn't mean you know that I make the team. I I have to show up and and run a good race on the right day, and so I'm hopeful. Well, that's cool. I am not a fast runner. Uh, I'm a very slow runner. I do enjoy running. I've ran a couple marathons myself, but uh, my my runs are typically in the in the 10 minute range uh so i'm not a i'm not a fast runner like you what's your fat what's your what's your mile time uh in college i ran 403 and that was my best mile <laughs> i can't even picture that for me oh man that's crazy well congratulations on that i i wish you all the best in in your trial coming up so um, i'm sure you'll do fine but uh well, thank you yeah so segueing into uh the whole dad role i mean you got four kids and four young Young kids, what do you enjoy most about being a dad? Oh, man, that's a hard one to even start on. I mean, kids have such an innocent and and no agenda, uh, hidden agenda in this way of of loving you and making you smile. So I, I love that my kids get excited when I walk through the door and, you know, that I have four four kids that are anxious for me to wrap them up in a big hug or sit on the couch and read a book with them. And, and I think that I love that my job in training for marathons is flexible enough that, um, you know, I went and helped out with my, my five-year-old's kindergarten class at the time, my, my workout schedule and training schedule around having some time to go into a class. And, and those are the things that, I don't know, I guess I smile because they're smiling. Yeah. That's, it's always important to be there as involved as possible. And, and with that kind of schedule, if you're able to do that, that's, that's just an added bonus. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Cool. Uh, what about the challenges? I mean, uh, you know, with your running schedule, uh, you have to you have to put in a lot of runs. You got to put in a lot of miles, and and you're probably doing a lot of traveling. So, what do you think are the biggest challenges of being a dad? Well, you know, the the way that it works for me is that I have such a supportive wife, and so, you know, she's willing to to pick up the slack and when I'm, when I'm traveling or when I need to, to train or do some of these things, but, but it is nice that I have such a flexible job. You know, if, if I need to take a kid to something or to be around for something, I normally can work that way in that my, my work is so flexible, but, but, in, you know, I, I would say one of the biggest challenges is when kids aren't sleeping, 
And, you know, everyone who has kids goes through phases where kids are either regularly up in the night or they're sick and a bug goes through the family and, and you have a period of time where, where the kids are just, just not sleeping through the night. And, and that weighs on me in terms of getting the rest that I feel like I need to wake up and, and train the next day. And so, you know, the, the flip side is that, um, my, you know, I, I think all jobs probably require sleep, right? We need to be well rested to perform at our best, but training for marathons maybe especially requires me to be able to be well rested. And so, you know, this last winter was a rough winter in terms of illness. And it seemed like for about six weeks, someone in my family, one of my kids was sick and I, I drug a bed into the kid's bedroom where three of my kids sleep. And I probably slept 80% of the nights through December and the first half of January in their room because wow. it's just easier to be close. And, and my wife's still taking care of the baby, um, but still feeding in the night and, and nursing. And, and so she takes care of the one-year-old and tries to get sleep and I take care of the other three. And so when, when they're sick and when they're not sleeping, that kind of weighs on me. And like I say, it was just perfect storm. And this was the roughest patch that we've ever had for sleeping. And, and so, you know, kids bring those kind of challenges, but when I'm up in the night, if I'm thinking about me and my run the next day, then I have a tendency to get anxious and then frustrated and, you know, bend out of shape that I have this big workout tomorrow. And, you know, this is the fourth time I'm up and I'm, I'm cleaning up, throw up on a bed. And, and I'm thinking, why, you know, I just need you guys to sleep or I need it. I need to figure out a way to make this work because it's not working. If if I can shift focus away from me for a second and just think, okay, how are these kids feeling? What do they need? It's a totally different mindset. Instead of being frustrated, I'm feeling sympathy and empathy even for these kids that are that are sick. And the reality is that the next day goes on just fine. And I have the flexibility in my job that if I need to take an afternoon nap. I can normally work out the time to do that. And so, mm. uh, so I found that to, to circumvent that challenge, I've had to sometimes say, okay, I got to not think about me right now. I need right. to just try to forget about that and think about the kids. Well, that's good. That's, it's certainly important to make sure, um, I mean, we have kids, we have to put them as a, as a priority over, we have to be selfish about um, our time, but at the same time, our kids, health is what's important and our kids' well-being is what's important. And if you have the flexibility for to take the time to take an afternoon nap because you need to, because you didn't get any sleep the night before, then that's awesome. That's great. So it, in the end, it all works out and uh, you just can't stress about the small stuff. You just got to take care of the kids and, and move on. Amen. Yeah. So what, uh, in what ways did your life change when you became a dad? Oh, man. Uh, many. <laughs> you know, I think... You, it, it's hard to imagine uh, how much you can, you know, I, I've fallen in love with my wife, but then a kid comes along and it's hard to imagine that, you know, in, in the matter of a day where the kid wasn't there and then the kid's born, how much you can instantly love this child. And I've always thought that it's funny that, you know, after having a kid, you know, the, your kid's two weeks old, you can't even remember what it was like before you had a kid. And right. The same thing seems to go for every additional kid. You know, we have we had three kids, and then we had this fourth kid, and you know, a week or two into having this fourth kid, I'm like, I can't even remember what it was like to have three kids. I just, you know, you you love the new kid and you adjust, 
and then it becomes what life is. Yeah, I cannot imagine uh, four, well, four, especially four young kids. My, I, I only have two, uh, but both my boys, and they're both older. Uh, they're adults now. One's, my youngest is 18, and, and a fresh, I mean, a senior in high school, and my uh, oldest son is a junior in college. Uh, he actually goes to Grand Canyon University. So, oh, nice. And, yeah, so both my boys are not uh, runners. Uh, they've never been interested in running. Uh, they are basketball players. They both like to play basketball, but that's about the extent of their running running careers. Yeah, I cannot imagine having four young ones. Go ahead. Yeah, it's fun, though. It's fun. And, you know, I was just going to jump in there. I My son decided this year he wanted to play basketball, and so... So I went to sign him up for basketball, and they said, "Hey, we need uh, we need one more coach." And so I ended up uh, ended up as the coach of a second grade basketball team this year. <laughs> well, you know what, Jared, enjoy that because I will say this: one thing that I did, if if I messed up on everything else as a dad, the one thing that I did do right as a dad, uh, I started coaching my boys. Um, they took up baseball at four years old. And I started coaching my older son when he was four years old on, t- on a t-ball team. And it was the best time of my life. And it's funny, I still coach, I still coach to this day. My young, like I said, my, my youngest son is a senior in high school and he's on the varsity basketball team at, at um, Western Christian here in California. And I'm uh, the assistant coach on his team. So I still get the opportunity to coach. I have coached them their entire lives, and I love it. It gives You know what it's going to do? It's going to give you the opportunity to spend that much more time with your kids. You know, that's what I hope, and I hope it's good time for them, too. You know, time when they're excited to have Dad around because they're doing something they love. Yeah, so certainly enjoy it. That's cool. Well, uh, awesome. Uh, I, hope it, I hope it works out for you. So when it comes to disciplining, though, you know, one of the things you got to keep in mind as a coach uh, of a team is, is, is your kid's going to – kind of treat you a little differently. Uh, he, you may have to lay down the rules as far as, hey, look, I'm your dad off the court, but on the court, I'm a coach. And you have to give me the respect as a coach. But what kind of discipline side discipline do you and your wife instill on, on the kids? Well, you know, I think it's something that we're continuing to try to figure out. You know, we've we've gone from the the extreme of, ignoring the bad and just praising the good to to acknowledging boringly acknowledging the bad but praising the good and you know we're we're trying to figure it out and as our as our kids get older it seems like it doesn't get any easier and yeah. and that's you know part of part of the the journey of parenting and and working with a spouse parenting is that sometimes we just feel different we just feel different about the philosophy on the the type of parenting that our kids need and the type of discipline, if you want it, you know, that they need. And, um, and, and we've gone back and forth between getting together and compromising on, you know, what we're going to do so that we're doing the same thing to saying, Hey, you know, we feel strongly enough that we're different here, that this is how I'm going to do it. And this is how you do it. And, you know, it, it has been, way more of an art than a science. I think if you had asked me 10 years ago, I would have said, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's just a science. And, and uh, you know, I've come to learn that these kids are all different and and it's an art to figure that out. It's different for each child because they vary in age and it'll get, it'll get, uh, it'll change as they grow too. And the, the, the discipline side, as far as the 
the consequences will be different as they get older. The one thing that I would say as a parent is to be consistent with whatever you do, uh, because the inconsistencies will certainly send the wrong message and then um, that can lead to other issues. So um, being consistent uh, is certainly um, something to uh, follow. Now, what about the social media? My wife has a pretty, pretty strong feelings towards digital media in general. And we do use it. And the kids, the two kids in school use it in school. Um, but she's pretty tight on screen time. And, you know, that's something that they get periodically, but not super often. And, and most of the time it comes in the form of everyone watching a movie together. And so, no, in terms of social media, even my, my oldest is seven turning eight and in a couple of months. And, uh, I don't think he knows anything about social media other than an occasional picture he sees on one of our Instagram feeds. You know, where we're, you know, and so, so no, that's going to be something uh, that we're going to have to figure out how we handle that social media aspect. But for digital media in general, it's just something that's not big in our house. We don't have a TV. Uh, we have a projector that we can pull out from the office and set on the table and, and project something onto the wall when we want to watch a movie together. But, you know, my, my wife decorates our walls with books and she has, you know, picture shelves kind of along the walls in the living room and the walls in the family room and the walls in the office. And she lines things with books and mm. occasionally she'll switch out the books that are on there. And, and our kids are young, you know, that the youngest is one. And so, so in general, we're still at a very early phase of parenting. And so when the kids want attention and they want to do something, they go and grab a book. And, and this morning before the kids left the school, I probably read six books uh, because <laughs> this is just, this is what they do. And, and it's kind of a, it's an emphasis that my wife and I have, um, have made to when a kid wants to read a book, we try our best to create the time for them to read it with them. And so that's kind of a, a safe thing they can go to. They can go pick up a book and, and know that if it's not right now, it's pretty soon that mom or dad can take the time to read this book to us. That's awesome. So it's working for you. That's great. With your with your son, is, is he into running? He does a little. Um, I would say my five-year-old daughter is probably more into it than him. They'll run one or two shorter races a year when there's a, a kid's event, either at BYU where I'm affiliated with it or, or in the community. And, but it's my daughter who, when she has a race coming up, will sit out on the steps of our house waiting for me to come home from my run so that I can jog around the block with her as she's preparing for her race. She'll come home and she'll document her time in invisible ink in her journal so that she can she can map time to time what her what her pace was for that block that we run around and um you know my son my son has played soccer and my five year old's played soccer too but and he's gone around from baseball to flag football to now basketball and and seems to be more inclined to the uh the sports where there's this skill involved that he's excited about learning or getting better at. Whereas my daughter kind of seems to have more of that, I don't know, almost cerebral uh, focus on her. There's more of a, uh, I guess, a channeled focus that lends itself to, to running, um, not unlike other sports, but I guess 
uh, my son just hasn't seemed as interested in, in that as she has. Now, when it comes to your diet, you have to follow a pretty, pretty strict diet. Do you instill that diet on the kids too, or do you kind of let them kind of eat what they want? <laughs> you know, it's funny you ask that. You know, that's one of the biggest things that we're working on right now is reconciling how much do we say, you know, you need to eat this because this is what's for dinner versus trying to plan for a growth mindset that, that leaves our kids as adults with a healthy relationship with food. I don't know. I think our, our approach is to put out a variety of things on the table, hopefully that some some healthy, safe options. Like my daughters, my three-year-old, my five-year-old, they love broccoli. So if broccoli's on the table, they're going to eat it. My son, he loves sweet potato. If sweet potato's on the table, he's going to eat it. And so we try to find these things that are healthy, that they also like, and incorporate that with some other things on the table. But that so when they come to the table, there's something that they like and that and that works with me too, that works with where I'm at in training and what I need to be eating. And so it does become a balancing act. And and my wife my wife will get frustrated in waves that it's just it's a big thing to to try to balance all of these mouths to feed and, and sometimes feels like we're trying to do too much. But I think it's been worth it. And I, and I love to cook. I actually love being in the kitchen. Oh, cool. And so I probably put half the meals on the table um, in our house. And, and that's fun for me. And I love getting up in the morning and making breakfast with the kids. And so I guess food is something that's fun. You know, the kids will get up in the morning and they'll say, hey, Dad, today we want to do crepes or we want to do French toast or something like that. And okay. two or three days a week where we do eggs and vegetables or oatmeal or something that's a little more maybe yeah. nutrient dense. Well, that's cool. Discussions of we eat it, right? I'm eating right. oatmeal today because I ran a lot and this has nutrients in it that are going to help my muscles be stronger. And, you know, we want to eat broccoli because it has nutrients in it that are going to help us not be as sick. You guys don't want to be sick, right? And, you know, kind of trying to at least teach really high level views on nutrition and give them the opportunity to choose to eat those things. What advice would you give to new dads or soon to be new dads? You know, I would say find a way to make it fun. I think that that parenting can be so tough if uh, you look at it as a checklist of things that have to be done every single day. And if you're just coming home and checking off the things, and, and certainly I've fallen guilty to this in parenting, you know, I'm, I'm focused on my running or I'm focused on my college running or something like that. And I think, okay, these, this is my agenda. This is what needs to happen for the kids. And so I got to check four boxes. I got to play with my kids, check. I got to put my kid to bed, check. I got to, you know, whatever it is. That becomes tiresome and monotonous. And so I think, you know, finding things that I love and that my kids love makes it so much more fun. So when, when my son started getting excited about throwing a football around, I jumped on that. And was like, yes, I, you know, I can get excited, actually excited about going to the backyard and throwing a football. So I want to fuel this interest that you have because Mm -hmm. it's something that I'm also excited for. And so I think you look for those things and, and, you know, I can find those even with my one-year-old, I can find different things that make her laugh. You know, we do this kind of this thing where I like lean her forward until she's upside down in my arms and then bring her back up and she just laughs or she pinches my nose and I honk. And it's just like these, these different funny ways of connecting with your kids. And if you can have those things that are like 
that are actually fun for you, then it makes it so much easier. It becomes a joy instead of a task. That's cool. And you're right. It becomes, those kind of things become fun. And you know what else? They're, they're memorable. Those are things that you remember forever and, and can bring up and, and you can laugh and joke about them when they're adults and you're sharing stories that, of different things that they experienced with you. So that's good. That's, that's, uh, that's great advice. Just have fun with it. If you had the secret to raising good kids and I had to ask you to share it with me, what do you think that secret would be? Um, Mary a good spouse. You know, yeah. I don't know. That's just, you know, I've, I've learned so much from my spouse and I'm so grateful for how she, you know, makes, makes such an effort to prioritize our kids' well-being. I mean, she's, she's way better at that than, than I am. And, and so I guess that's what I'd say. I mean, the, the, that's been the secret for me is finding someone that uh, has similar aspirations as I do. You know, we're, we're trying, we were both interested in having a family and in raising a family. And, and for both of us, um, our faith is a, is a big part of our life. And so that's become a big part of our family life. And so some of these things that have brought us together in common have made it easier to, to have things, you know, our, our parenting in common and, and has made it, made it way better. Well, that's great advice. Uh, it is important to have uh, a good spouse and the right mom for your kids. And you guys are a team, right? You guys have to work yeah. at this as a team. And, and if you're raising uh, young kids into uh, hopefully productive, um, well-balanced people. And you want to have the right person on your team to help you do that. So that's great. Uh, well, Jared, we're about out of time, but I want to give you an opportunity. You've got a lot of things going on right now. You're getting ready for the Olympic trials again. And if People wanted to know more about you or kind of look you up and learn more about you. Where can they find you? And also, what other than the trials that are coming up, what what other things you got going on this year? Yeah, so so I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I'm not as active as my sponsors would love, but I but I am active on there. And so so come find me. I'm jwardy21. And you know things kind of. Uh, hinge on how this Olympic trial goes well than then the competition in in August in Tokyo at the Olympics it becomes the focus of 2020. And so I'll have a few races um, in between the trial and in between Tokyo getting ready for that. If the trial doesn't go how I hope, then find another fall marathon that I can get excited about and and go run something like uh, you know something like a New York marathon or something that that gets me excited. And so it's going to be it's going to be a fun year regardless of, uh, of what happens in a, in a few weeks here at the Olympic trial, but that's really going to shape what the year looks like. The uh, Olympics take place in August, you said? In, Tokyo? in August, in Tokyo, yep. Now, what do you have to place in the trials in order to uh, qualify for August? Top three. Top three. So the U.S. gets okay. to take three, and, and that's, how, that's how the U.S. chooses. Cool. Now, one other question, and this is just for my own personal interest. What was the most difficult marathon you've run? Probably the 2016 Olympic trial. Yeah, it was about 80 degrees. It was in Los Angeles. There was kind of a mix-up with water on the course, and they, they really didn't have a lot of water. We had bottles uh, every 5K, and I estimate that I lost about 15 pounds of fluid of weight during that race. I was just so dehydrated by the end. That was a tough one. Mm. And where are the trials taking place in February again? Atlanta. Atlanta, Okay. 
All right. Well, cool. Well, Jared, thank you very much again for, for being a guest and sharing your dad up experiences. I appreciate it. You certainly represent the data community very well. And I wish you all the best. I feel like I've gotten a new friend. So I wish you all the best and I'll keep in touch with you. Just kind of hear how your trials go. And uh, I mean, if I'm ever out in, out in your neck of the woods, hopefully you and I can uh, grab a run together. Hey, that sounds awesome. All right. Thank you very much, Jared. Hey, no problem. You have a good one. Thank you again to Jared for talking with me on data. Jared is a very busy professional athlete that has clearly learned how to manage his time while participating in many activities with his kids, including now getting into coaching sports. Jared certainly represents the data community well, and we wish him success in his Olympic trial competition. Thank you as always for listening to the show, and as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important that you share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing it and talking about it with others. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for guests, or would like to be a guest yourself, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at CoachBWard or email me at dadaptribe at gmail.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.